So y'all gotta y'all gotta understand something um, about me. Um, I'm like this church. Whatever the Spirit of God says to do, you just do. So when the living God says, "Son, I want you to be the executive director of a crisis pregnancy center in Reno, Nevada, where prostitution is legal." Father, I know, only know one woman that I've been married to for 35 years that um, I've dealt with with pregnancy. So you're going to help to help a brother out because I have no idea. <laughs> and as uh, it became obvious that this is what he wanted, um, he began to show me why. And the, the reason why was that um, he wanted his daughters to see um, the father's heart through one of the, un the uh, one of the most unlikely places, which is a, a pregnancy center. He wanted them to see the father's heart, where they walk into a place where they're not seeing men who are looking at them with wanting eyes, but they're seeing the, the heavenly father distribute his love through his son to father a ministry. So it rocked my planet, to be honest with you. So over the the, the 10 years that we were there, we've seen countless lives changed. And, and li listen to my heart. Uh, we, we, we loved on them. We weren't politically anything. Yeah, I, I leave that to the politicians. I leave that to people who just seem to feel it's important for them to you know, throw up their uh, ideology. We just loved on them, washed their feet, loved on them. And as a result of that, um, uh, the lives of so many babies were saved and so many um, young men were transformed as a result of seeing um, a father live out fatherhood. Uh, when I had 70% of the guys coming through the doors have absolutely no understanding of what a father is, but they wanted to take responsibility for impregnating their, their girlfriend. And so that's what we did. We developed a thing called Daddy Academy. Um, and the Daddy Academy is basically um, a, a lesson plan and mentoring program that we take young men through. And um, we, we've kind of, we started in the center and then it just kind of broadened out into the community jails and whatnot. Now we're doing it um, online um, um, nationally. So uh, matter of fact, a couple of the brothers through here uh, went through it. But I didn't say that to bring up a commercial. I really didn't. I, I brought it up because I really believe that this morning, um, God really, and as I mentioned this to the brothers last night or yesterday, is that God wants to take you into his heart. And he wants to take you into his mind so that you can see yourself the way he sees you. Okay? He wants to take you into his heart and into his mind so that you can see yourself the way he sees you. Now, please understand that has nothing. Brothers, just bear with me. It has nothing to do with the person to the right or to the left of you. Father is talking to you. He's talking to you. Now, I get real happy, so just, you know, just understand. Um, just because you see a big black man yelling doesn't mean he's, like, anti-anything. <laughs> Not going to do no drive-by or protest or nothing like that. I'm just, hey, I'm just telling you, I get, I get happy. <laughs> right? some, people, some people take that as, that's an angry black man. No, no, no. My wife tells me all the time, honey, you got to smile. They don't know you like I know you, so smile. <laughs> <sighs> so I get, I get, you know, I get a little amped. 
just so you know. Um, and, and, and so, so I, I just believe that it's important for you to recognize that that's what he wants to do this morning. He have, has uniquely um, designed this time specifically for you to go into his heart so that you look back at yourself the way he sees you. That's important. That's really important. And I, I know I'm speaking to a, 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 not a crowd, but a family that is not just men. It's, it's, it's daughters of God as well. So this is going to apply to you, believe me. You have been uniquely and wonderfully handcrafted by God for the sole purpose of being an extension of his goodness to people around you. Stay with me because it's important. Because you have the enemy of your soul that's trying to dog you on a, on a moment-by-moment basis. To make you feel as if you're not valuable. To make you feel as if what you have to say is, it doesn't really matter. When what you have to say is eternity. Please hear me. It's eternity. So, so you got to understand something. When we go inside the, the Father's heart and mind, you've got to recognize that the Father cannot and will not think a bad thought about you. Okay. It's okay. You don't have to say amen. No, really. It's okay. Because sometimes, no, really. It's all right. Because sometimes people, okay, let me catch on. The, no. He cannot think a bad thought about you. The Bible says in, in, in Psalm 139, I think it's 17, it says, all his thoughts toward you are precious. Were you to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. That's right. I didn't say this. Every single thought that God has about you is positive and it's wonderful and it's glorious that if you were tried to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. So tell me, where can God think a bad thought about you? He cannot. Now, you can think a bad thought about yourself and try to have God endorse it, but he will refuse. So once you understand that dad is dad, is dad is dad, and you're his child, his child, his child, his child, that's it. The enemy freaks out when people catch a revelation of the importance of recognizing who they really are in him. Listen, Jesus didn't come on, come to earth talking about, hey, this is manhood. You feel me? This is manhood. No, he came to earth saying, I'm my father's son. And because of that, eternity was changed. Because of his sonship, recognizing that he is God's son. Now, if you can recognize this and accept this, sons and daughters of God, it will change the trajectory of not only your life, but everybody around you. Because they'll see him. See, 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 the world saw the father through the son. And you have been uniquely handcrafted by God to do the very same thing. That's why this world's tripping, because too many people are religious and they're not having a relationship with God so that he can submit, they can submit themselves to him so he can live through them and see him. It changes everything, brothers. I'm telling you. See, it's all about position. Not performance. The Bible says in Ephesians that you have been seated with Christ in the heavenly place. His father raised you up and put you in his son. You cannot unbe his only way. Listen to me. Only way that father God can reject you is if you reject Jesus because you're in Jesus. God is not going to do some uh, spiritual freaking uh, dissection and pull you out of his son. 
You have been handcrafted by the living God to be in Jesus so that God, when he looks at you, he sees his son, but he also sees you. It's hard to grab that. I'm telling you, man, it's hard to fathom this sometimes. Because we've been so used to, I'm not talking about this house. Believe me, I know this, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking, we've been, been used to kind of like accepting the fact that it's all about performance. I have a biological son that can never unbe my biological son. Ever. Now, brothers and sisters, is that true in the natural? How much more is that true in the spirit? You cannot be unbe God's biological child, a spiritual child. I guess I should go to scripture. See, uh, see, I, I think that what I believe Father wants me to express to you this morning is that you just have absolutely no idea how precious you really are to him. I really think God really wants to convey that this morning. And will you just accept it and quit dodging yourself out of the truth? See, see, many, we just don't grasp how precious we are to the living God to the point to where Ephesians chapter, I don't even think we're going to do the scriptures this morning, Pastor. I, I, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1 says this. Now, this is Paul tripping. Uh, he's just tripping. Okay. Y'all got to understand. I, I try to get out of them streets, but they just keep coming back. So <laughs> just, just stay with me, okay? I, I try. Right? So, so. So uh, Paul, Paul is tripping and he, he, he gets blessed by the spirit of God and just indulges and, and receives a, a word from the living God to a people group who recognize the importance of not having value. He said, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I'm going to repeat that. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. Every single thing that Christ have, you have. Blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. And chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be his children. I'm going to go back to that. Okay. So, so like I told the brothers yesterday, God himself, the infinite, glorious God, looked within his own goodness and saw you and brought you out. For he chose you in him. So anybody want to know where you really come from? Quit, quit, quit messing with the Ancestry.com and give me the $50 a month. I'll tell you where you come from. You can read this for yourself. He chose you from within himself to be holy and blameless in whose sight? His sight. So he cannot unsee you as holy. I know what we do. I know what we do. We put an image. See, see, the problem that we have sometimes is that when we blow it, we fall short. We then sit on God's throne and judge ourselves the way we would judge ourselves if we were, if we were God. Okay, I know I'm the only one to do that. No, 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 it's cool. I get it. I get it. Just stay, just stay with me. Just keep looking at me because I understand y'all ain't feeling what I'm saying. I get it. 
I will find a way. I mean, to this day, I've following the Lord for 40 years. I will find a way to kind of like sub myself in God's place. And somehow, if this was me, if this was God, if I was God, this is what I'd do to me. And God is going to, no, son, no, that, 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 that's this. No, this. But I, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is, go, go to that Romans scripture real quick, 828 through 31. I didn't, I didn't bring it up. Let me find it because I can't read that. Yeah, I can. There we go. And we know that in all things, God works the good for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Okay. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son or his child, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Do you see why you're here? What's the paramount reason? Conforming to the image of his son. See, you are here so that people will look at you and see the son of God and you will look like the father. Because the father did everything the, the, sons, the father told him to do. The, the son did it. So God is going to listen. You are here. I brought you out of myself so that I can conform you to be the image of my son so that the people can see father through you. You're his child. You're not his worker. He's not going to give you a pink slip. He's got angels working. You are co-heir with Christ, which means you have access to the whole kingdom. I want you to look at this. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So the, one of the main reasons why you are here is so that Jesus can have brothers and sisters. God so looked at his son and go, man, you are so glorious. You're so wonderful, son. You're so powerful. I got to have more like you. God brought, brought you out of himself so that you can be conformed to the image of his son so that he can bring you back to himself through the goodness of his son. Oh, this is who you are. And then God's going to mess up and put you in a place so that others can see his son and him through you. You are called to be the radiance a brother told me just recently, and the radiation of God, Coleman, I'm going to say nothing. We are the radiance of God on this earth. I'm going to read it like this, because Pastor recognizes that I'm, I don't talk a lot. I don't talk long. I'm just kind of like uh, his espressos that he makes. You know, short, potent, and to the point. I drank something this morning. I'm ready to run, baby. Take some laps. Let's hit that gym, Pastor. We need to hit that gym between services. I'm definitely like his coffee, or my wife would describe me this way, like his, like his coffee, hot, strong, and black. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. But really, I'm not. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I want to read this passage of scripture in, in uh, Acts really quick, and then we're going to land this plane. I think God wants to do some other things. Acts 17, 22 to 26. I'm just going to read it. Paul stood up in the meeting 
in Areopagus and said, people of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives life and breath and everything else. From one man, it's important, from one man, he made all the nations that, he, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and, and boundaries of their land. I guess what I'm saying is this, is that God, <clears throat> as his son and as his daughter, look within himself, brought you out, and then um, caused you to be uh, transformed into the image of his son so that you can be an instrument of his goodness to a world that desperately needs to see him. Not, not, not performance, but they need to see him. So, so that, means, that, means, that means that you didn't make yourself here. In other words, you didn't kind of set yourself up to be here. How many of us in, in this room asked to be born? Right? So that means that God made sure that you are here. God himself wanted you here. God made sure that he knitted you together in your mother's womb. God made sure that your mom and dad met in order to produce you. God made sure that these times and these seasons that you are alive because there is a, a way in which God wants to give off his goodness that cannot come through anybody else but you. You must hear this with fresh ears. You've got to hear this. That no one can do what you can do. Nobody. All your shortcomings and messed ups and, 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 and when you blowed it and mess, just all that stuff, God calculated and made sure that you are still here in order to be an instrument of his liberation to those around you. He could have done that with anybody. He's God. But he made sure that he created you. Do you recognize the odds of you actually being here? Come on, people, help a brother. You understand the odds? When you have, okay, let's break it down. When you have, I did this yesterday with the brother, 400 million sperm cells. Boom, they hit that egg, man. And they working. <laughs> See, I tell the brother, I said, man, listen, man. It, when, <clears throat> I don't know what God was thinking about by putting a brother in, in head of a, a crisis pregnancy center because there's things about sisters. Brothers, y'all don't really need to know. <laughs> Seriously. No, no, no. Y'all understand. Man, if I ever go into battle, I want women. I'm just. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm saying, no, no, I, got, I know you got my back, brothers, but I have seen what sisters can do for 10 years. I'm going, how in the world? What you got? Never mind. <laughs> right? 400 million sperm cells. And boom, they're all blasting that egg. Trying to get in there. 
And then the sperm count can, meet, can, can reach up to 1.6 billion. I know too much of this stuff. <laughs> 1.6 billion. Which means that at the very least, you are one in 400 million. At the very most, you're, you're one in 1.6 billion. And you think that you're just kind of like a random piece of protoplasm? <laughs> Uniquely handcrafted by God, designed in your mother's womb, made sure that you made it. He gave you a microscopic, I told the brothers, they, he gave you a microscopic boot in the egg and made sure you made it. Now listen to me, because we, we have a way of just dogging ourselves. We trained ourselves to dog ourselves. And then, and then he, he, there's a, there's a, they just did it. I forget which uh, science department did it, but they, they found out recently. I'm, I'm talking 22. They found out that there is a chemical released from the woman's egg that chooses the sperm cell. Read it up. Look it up. I just read it. I just read it. I can't help. It. I'm one. I'm me and Colton. We're kind of geeks. I'm just a hidden geek, but I'm. A, Right? You, it's, it's hormones and signals that the woman's egg sent out and said, uh, that one. And then, and then makes it through that egg. Boom! And do you recognize that there's a science? They, they, they proved it. A microscopic burst of light that happens at the moment of conception. Read it, look it up. A microscopic burst of light that happens at your birth or at your conception. So do, 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 do you see the parallel? In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. God said, let there be light. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Let there be light. At your conception, there's a microscopic burst of light. And after God said, let there be light, what did he say? He started creating, he started speaking. What do you think he did after your microscopic burst of light? He spoke you. Listen to me. You actually came out of the holy mouth of God. See, that's really, that's who you really are. He opened his glorious mouth, I can't yell, and said your name. And somehow the enemy has convinced us that we're just, you know, you are so valuable to the living God <laughs> that he not only created you, but he paid for you. I'm going to sit on that one. I need to pause for a beverage. <laughs> and what, how, how valuable did he let you know that you are, that he sent his only begotten son to pay for you. And you are going to think that you're just some kind of next thing. You are God's son, God's daughter with purpose. Remember how we started this thing? Our God imagined you. He told Jeremiah, hey, listen, before you were in the womb, I saw you, dude. 
God himself. You were in his mind and in his thoughts. And then at the proper time said, okay, it's time. Boom, I got to bring Pastor David out. And then began to conform into him into the image of his glorious son so that people can see the father through one of his sons. And he does the same thing with the daughters. You are constantly, constantly in God's heart and on God's mind. Constantly. Before you got here, he was thinking about you. You're always on his mind. I don't get it. It's beyond me. But all I know is this, is when Father said, you are my son. To me, I'm talking person. You are my son. Father, I didn't do that. No, you're my son. Well, Dad, I so, I so messed up. Well, you're my son. I, I, Lord, I, you're my son. I, I, you are my son. And I know that I can never unbe his child. And because I know I can never unbe his child, I know that he will never leave me, reject me, or forsake me, no matter what they say out there. And you please hear me, brothers and sisters, allow this to resonate in here. And then allow the Holy Spirit to breathe life to it so it becomes a way of life, not just something you think about from time to time. You're his child. You're never going to unbe his child. That baby will never, ever unbe her, 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 her child, ever. And again, if that's true biologically, it's so true spiritually. You are here for a reason, and that is to be an image bearer of your father through, your, through his glorious son, through our Savior Jesus Christ, in order that others may look and see your father's face in you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your glorious goodness. I thank you for your kindness, my God. I thank you that this is a divine setup to let your sons and daughters know how uniquely handcrafted they are, that they came from you. And as Paul freaked out in Romans when he said, all things are from you and through you and to you are all things, especially us. We are sons and daughters, Lord. And as a result, God, you will always be our loving, eternal, glorious, compassionate Father. Lord, I'm asking that the place in our hearts that we don't have room for that, God, you would reveal it in such a powerful, potent way that your sons and daughters would recognize that you love them immensely. Even Paul tells us in Scripture, or you tell, tell us through the Holy Spirit, through, through Paul, I want you to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Not, not be aware of it, but to know this love that is beyond your comprehension. And Lord, I'm asking that you would expand our hearts so that we can receive more of a revelation of who we really are in you. Lord, I pray that you'd bless us with spiritual tenacity and spiritual stamina to be able to withstand the goodness that you want to bestow upon us as your children. And Lord, I just pray, Father, that you would help myself included, sons and daughters, 
to forgive themselves of something that you have forgotten about. He said, you remember our sins no more. So help us to walk in the holiness. Help us to walk in the purity and in the boldness that's befitting a child of God. Father, we love you. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I just pray that this house, all of us, would get a true revelation of what it means to be sons and daughters. More than anything else, Lord, more than what we're going to do, more than our calling, more than our ministry. More than our purpose, Lord, I thank you that you've called us to be your own sons and daughters in the family of God. Lord, I ask that you'd break every orphan spirit and every deceptive lie that's inside of us that causes us to run and hide and to be afraid of the sound of your voice walking in the garden. May we not run and hide, Lord, when you come walking. You say, here I am, here I am all day long. You stretch out your hand to a rebellious people saying, here I am, here I am. Forgive us, Lord, for looking to the things of this world for answers, finding ourselves frustrated by what we have or don't have. Forgive us for chasing after pleasure instead of chasing after your heart where we'll find true delight and pleasure. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy on us, God. Forgive us for protecting our own back, watching our back, feeling like we have to do it in our own strength, in our own way. Forgive us for going our own way, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for eating from the pig troughs, chasing prostitutes, prostituting ourselves, Lord. The idolatry in our hearts, the ways of the world, the spirit of this age that's crept into our homes. Have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. We're going to run home to you. Come on, just tell him. Father, I'm coming home. You tell him. You just take a moment. We were all the prodigal. All of us have been that and are that at times. Tell him I'm coming home, Father. I'm sorry. Wasted the goodness and the inheritance. Neglected the gift that you put in my life, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. Have mercy, God. Have mercy. And I thank you that you stand with outstretched arms. Come on, see the Father standing with outstretched arms right now. Close your eyes. Lord, I ask for a vision. Let us see you. See your eyes, Jesus. Eyes of flame of fire. Father's arms. In the Father's house, there's a place. 
there's a room for you. Come home, son. Stop running. Come home, daughter. Jesus, come, awaken my spirit, awaken my spirit, I'm coming home, Jesus, come, awaken my spirit, awaken my spirit. Father, I'm coming home. Father, I'm coming home. Jesus, come. You're my refuge 
the shadow of your wings Under the shadow of your wings You're my refuge Jesus come I thank you, Lord, that you gave us a right to be called the sons of God. Lord, we receive and believe that truth, Lord. We receive you. We believe in you, God. A loving Father stretches out his arm all day long. Even when we go our own way, Lord, reach out. Never stop reaching out, Lord. May we be a people that turns back to you. Turns away from the things of this world. Make us a remnant. Remnant hearts. Remnant men. Remnant women. Remnant children. Uncompromising, unshakable, immovable steadfast give us a steadfast heart make my heart steadfast come on put your hand on your heart give me a steadfast heart Lord 
immovable and unshakable. I'm never going back, Lord, to my old ways. I'm not going back. I can't go back. of the goodness of God. You've been so good, Lord. We unhitch. I'm unhitching. I'm unhitching, Lord. Unhitching from this, the things of this world that have held us back and held us down, Lord, for my kids, for my children my family, for your family, we unhook. Forgive us, Lord, for the affairs and the hookups with the things of this world. I'm hooking up to you, Jesus. I'm hooking up to you. I'm hooking up with you, God. Staying hooked up. Lock the pin, Lord, and throw away the key. Lock the pin and throw away the key, God. And thank you that you never let go of us, Lord. Thank you, God. You've been so good. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. You are a merciful God. Come on, stand up. Stand up and give him a shout of praise. Lift your hands to the Lord. You're a merciful God. You've been so good. You've been so good. Your mercy is good and endures forever. You're a merciful God. You're a merciful God. For your mercy is good and endures forever. Come on, lift your hands up. Sons and daughters. Call the sons and daughters. You have called us sons and daughters. We thank you, Jesus. For your mercy is good. Yes, your mercy is good. Yes, your mercy is good. It endures forever. Yes, your mercy is good. Yes, your mercy is good. Yes, your mercy is good. It endures forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness, your love. Thank you that you're a good, good father. Thank you, Jesus, for the mind of Christ so that we can think and know the truth as you do. We love you, Lord. I bless this family. Thank you for Otto. Thank you for his son, his his other son, his daughter-in-law, his grandbaby, his wife. Thank you, Lord, for fresh wind, fresh wind 
right into his heart. You know what you want to do, Lord. Have your way in all of our lives. And I thank you, God, for blessing us and caring for us the way you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew, man. Uh, before you guys go, two quick 